0: Welcome to the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. I'm glad that you tuned in this morning and happy that you are uh, listening because we talk all things health here on this show. We are the health experts within the city. If you haven't heard of MedPoint, go to medpoint.ca. It's a great place. We've got a lot of awesome programs. We do private health, public health, exercise, nutrition. It is a all-in-one stop shop for just about anything healthcare related. I was chatting a little bit uh, on the Craig Needle show earlier in the week, and the one thing that I kind of wanted to tackle on today's show was just a little bit about sleep, a little bit about kind of our our programmed clocks within our brains, what that looks like, and uh, you know why sleep is important, not only for stress reduction for. Uh, weight loss, different things like that because of the hormones that are secreted, um, the stress hormones, but also because we've kind of gone through a bit of a shift. This weekend we're actually springing forward, daylight savings time, uh, and also uh, this year we actually had a leap year, which is kind of a an odd occurrence, every four years we do that. And I uh, just wanted to kind of touch base on a couple of those things in the first half of the show, and then we'll get into some other health-related news later on. Now, why do we have a leap year? A lot of people are saying, you know, it's kind of weird that we just play God almost, adjusting our clocks and adjusting our calendars. Well, there's a good reason for it, and it's because we operate as humans on that cycle where it's like this is morning, the sun's coming up, and now uh, this is night, and if we want to stay on target with those um, uh, parameters, we need to make sure that every four years we add a day. And that's simply because of the Earth's rotation around the sun. Uh, we need to make sure that, uh, quite put simply, the year is 365 days. Actually, based on measurements and whatnot, astrologists they've figured this all out the actual year is just over 365 it's not that 365 right on the money you can't have the perfect measurement you can't have the even number cut and dry it's it's 365 and then point you know whatever it may be and over the course of four years if we don't add that day then what will happen is we'll keep shifting a little bit and then what is usually, when we have sunlight, uh, will be pushed back further and further and further, and then we'll have to obviously adjust in a different way. So that's our reasoning to keep ahead of it and stay, stay uh, up to date with that. Now, why is sleep so important? Uh, because with the sun and, and with the earth and, and everything that's going on, In our brain, we have a structure called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, and that is our biological clock. It's always ticking, and it's something that uh, triggers the release of different hormones uh, in, in, in the other centers of the brain. So if you see light, it will release hormones that stimulate alertness, wakefulness. It's time to get up, rise and shine, let's get out and get moving. When we see darkness the absence of light, uh, we start to get some melatonin, some hormones within our system that helps us to slow down, relax. It's time for your body to naturally rest. Now, what happens in society today? Uh, well, we spring forward, we fall back. That's fine and good. If you ask me personally, I don't like tinkering with the, with the time clock. I think that it's kind of silly and everyone's always really late uh, the uh, in the spring and always really early in the fall because people forget. But if you think about it in terms of how much sunlight is in our day, it does help us overall. And one of the things that I also want to draw your attention to is this whole idea of, of screen time because this is affecting our sleep. Sleep's very important. Rest, making sure that you give your brain... Adequate rest helps with memory, cognition, thinking, problem solving, many great things like that. And if you're not getting enough of it or it's disrupted by maybe screaming babies or uh, too much alcohol, (laughs) then it's going to have an effect on your health. And overall, I'm not saying having one bad night's sleep is going to be detrimental. What I'm saying is you have to be mindful that if you're in a consistent pattern of, of sleep that is not good, not well-timed, not uh, restful, you're not going through the cycles that you need to be going through, then that's when it becomes problematic because you can have weight gain, you can have added stress, anxiety, um, all sorts of things. And overall, you'll be lethargic and you won't be firing on all cylinders. If you have certain deadlines to hit uh, in the office at work, perhaps... You'll miss them. Perhaps you'll forget something, or, uh, you know, I always tell, I always tell my wife, uh, I'm forgetful because I can only remember one thing at a time. And as much as that excuse is good and all, uh, sometimes if I'm tired, I, my recall and my, you're just not as sharp. Now, obviously, there's stuff that can help you. There's caffeine, right? Caffeine's a wonderful drug. I probably have two or three cups a day. But overall, When it comes to a natural cycle of things, you need to make sure that you're getting enough sleep and adequate sleep for your health because it can weigh in on so many areas of your life. Now, the other thing that goes along with sleep is making sure that we get that restful sleep and the target time frame is seven to nine hours. I know a lot of people have heard this before, but we have a lot of studies coming out lately that indicate Too much sleep is actually a bad thing for you. And it can be just as bad and detrimental as too little sleep, which is very interesting. Now, one of the things that you can do to alter your sleeping habits is make those adjustments. If you wish to get uh, in bed and make sure that you're getting that 7-8 to hour, 9-hour sleep, perhaps going to bed 30 minutes earlier, dismissing the phone and all the screen time, will help you relax and get into a more comfortable rhythm uh, for your sleep cycles. How does, uh, how does sleep relate to weight loss or gain? Well, if you're stressed, you probably won't sleep. If you're not sleeping, your body isn't adequately resting. And therefore, if there's an, uh, an abundance of stress hormone within your body, that will cause you to gain weight. We've had a number of clients come through MedPoint and uh, you know we've got great formulas for success we've got a good nutritional program we've got great uh, one-on-one training sessions and workouts but sometimes there can be missing pieces there and we've seen clients struggle with a bit of weight loss because perhaps they're not eating enough healthy fats they're not getting enough sleep they are not uh, or they're experiencing too much stress throughout their day and those are the variables, those are kind of the the small things, uh, not enough water that you might not be mindful of, but that you need to piece together to get the whole picture with fitness and nutrition. If you're missing them, if you're missing some of it, some of the puzzle, all the puzzle, ah, sometimes it can just be very frustrating, discouraging. So I encourage you today, try and piece that together. You could be missing one part. You could be missing a couple parts, but the sooner you get a grasp on that, the sooner you're going to reach your health goals. So uh, I encourage you, make sure that you're getting restful sleep, not too much sleep, not too little sleep. And actually, uh, in an article that came out about four months ago, they were saying how the ideal nap can be a great reset through the midday if you are hitting that low. Uh, Napping over 20 minutes or more Uh, (laughs) not good for you because then now you're tricking your body into thinking it is a nighttime rest and maybe hitting those cycles of sleep Uh, ideal is about 15 minutes so anyways sleep is important sleep is something that we need and something that we need to make sure that we are doing correctly when it comes to our health we're gonna have more on the second half of the medpoint health half hour i'm your host ron young and you are listening to 980 cfpl Welcome back to the program. Of course, every Saturday morning, we are on here live, MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. It's a joy to be along with you. And uh, the first half of the show, we're talking a lot about sleep. Now, if you have something confirmed or you know that something's happening, uh, sleep apnea, something to that effect, we do have a specialist, a sleep specialist on staff. You can always get referred to him. So have your doctor or, or whoever you're, you're investigating the issue with, they can always refer to MedPoint for sleep medicine. All right. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about on the second half of the show is it's it's, it's obviously all in the news right now. The coronavirus, it's, it's big news, uh, continuing to rise with the infection uh, rate and spread. Uh, and of course, uh, getting a few more cases popping up uh, in North America here, which is always very scary. Now, there was one uh, political figure, I forget what her name was, but she she may have jumped the gun. Uh, I mean, I'll leave it up to your own opinions, uh, because we all have our own. But I'm going to lend a bit of commentary on this. She basically was saying we shouldn't be shaking hands, we shouldn't be, you know... Uh, doing stuff like that until we know it's under control and taken care of. And while I do agree shaking hands can be a very uh, good way of spreading germs, uh, I also uh, agree that um, you can, quite frankly, get it from anywhere. I mean, you could, you could touch a car door handle or the handle on the door opening to your office and, and catch uh, some sort of illness. So it is all over the place. We have what? What do we know right now? We got, I think it's about twenty-three confirmed cases of the coronavirus within Canada. Uh, quite a few of them are in Ontario. Most of them have resulted in the patient being discharged. They uh, are, you know, rid of the disease, healed. Now, the one thing that I think, and this is again just my opinion. You can think differently on it, but uh, I want to lend some commentary on it. We were quite a bit better prepared for coronavirus. And I'll tell you why. In the eastern part of this world, we get a lot of our information ahead of time. So, for example, a good indicator of our flu season, whether it's going to be bad or good or or whatever, and how we try and predict the strain of the flu that's going to be most prevalent comes from our neighbors uh, in Australia, down under. Now, when they start going through these types of things, because their summers are winter and our winters, their you know or our summers, their winter, we can get a good indication of what the spread is before it gets to this part of the world. So, something like coronavirus comparables are SARS. SARS kicked Canada's butt. We had SARS stock. I think Rush and ACDC played in Toronto, huge festival. I think a couple million people showed up. Great cause, because we weren't well equipped for it. SARS is actually a very similar strain of uh, to the coronavirus, and essentially what it is is it's a pneumonia. It, it attacks the respiratory uh, tract of your body. It it's it you know it makes it difficult to breathe, uh, all that stuff. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I think that we're better equipped for coronavirus simply because we caught wind of it ahead of time and it didn't catch us by surprise before we had too many infection rates here. What does that mean for us in Canada? Well, I obviously still want everybody exercising caution. Wash your hands. If you sneeze, sneeze into your sleeve. Proper things like that. And those are regular things that we should be doing anyway. But making sure that we're very careful. I'm, I'm a big one. If, if you're sick, Don't go out. Too many kids pick up other kids' stuff because their parents aren't sure. They're kind of on the fringe. Bring them out, and all of a sudden you get the spread. For coronavirus, one of the things that we've done really well is the screening, pre-screening, clinics all over Ontario. We need to make sure that uh, patients who report symptoms are quarantined, put in an isolation room, and uh, properly taken care of. The other thing that we've done, clinics across Ontario, uh, hand sanitizer needs to be 75% alcohol or more to kill the viruses. So That's another key point because you need to make sure it's strong enough in order to combat against the spread. Christine Elliott came out and said, uh, you know, this other... Um, Um, political figure is is making assumptions, inducing panic state, we need to make sure that we do uh, just continue on the path until we kind of see how this plays out. And I'm in total agreement with Christine. We need to see in the next week or two weeks what the infection rate is and if we're staying ahead of it, on top of it, if it's getting worse, if the death toll is rising significantly, then maybe it's time to go and buy all the Toilet paper, paper towel, hand sanitizer that you can get and load up. But until that point, this could just be another Y2, Y2K. You know, the clock strikes midnight and all of a sudden we still have all of our chef boy RD and cans of soup and stuff that we got to go through for the next few months because people are stockpiling. Anyway, I feel like coronavirus is something that uh, obviously is a terrible thing not underscoring the dangers of it. I think that maybe the media has inflated the, uh, the stories a little bit because a lot of them do end up getting through it and moving on. Heck, even I saw a news article saying that there was a pet, a dog actually diagnosed with the coronavirus. So, you know, even when you start thinking, oh, this thing's attacking dogs now, it's a panic state. We need to make sure we're protecting everybody it can get a little out of hand. So do your due diligence. Make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're not going out if you're sick. Make sure that you're asking the right questions if you are hanging out with people who are ill. And uh, do your part to stop the spread of infection. My name is Ron Young, host of the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Thank you. You have been listening on 980 CFPL. Join us next week for another great edition of the show.